Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Well, I'd say yeah, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, one and all. Welcome to uh, you, wherever you might be in the wonderful region of Gippsland. It's a balmy 15 degrees where we are here at Coraline. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Ian Dowdy and Brad Sinclair with you through until 2 o'clock today. Great to have you, company sinkers. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. We're really looking forward to this one. going to be a big, big game. We had a lot of rain overnight. The ground, though, boy, they got some good drainage out here at Coraline. It is in fantastic condition. They're bouncing the ball. Unbelievable. No, it should be for a good afternoon's footy. Pleasure to come in Saturdays in Gippsland, though. Our, uh, a couple of interviews coming up. Our usual segments, hot or not. And uh, later on, come on, man. We're doing a preview on all of the Ellenbank action this afternoon, as well as the West Gippsland competition and this afternoon's match of the day, live here from Coraline Football Club as they host the Warrigal Industrials for the SEN track match of the day. But we should get started straight away, Brad. There's plenty to get on with this afternoon. We're talking about the Bunyip Footy Club first and foremost today. We certainly are. And I'm looking forward to this interview because back on the 15th of April, we uh, called their first game out at Bunyip for the season against Currumburrabina. They were unlucky and went down by 11 points that day. We spoke to Aussie Jones in the pre-game. And I just think this club's in good hands and it's moving forward. They might be struggling right now, but that doesn't mean that's going to last forever. And we're joined very, very luckily by their president, Noel Mollison. Good afternoon, Noel. Hello, boys. Mate, we're fantastic. Um, now, it's been... Uh, I mean, we spoke about this back in April. It was a, a bit of a upheaval over the uh, summer and so forth, but... Uh, Lockie's gone in there and done the job. You've got Aussie Jones coaching the 16s and vice president, your president. You've been around a while. It's still, it's not all about winning and losing, is it, Noel? There's still a lot, a lot of good things happening out of Bunyip. Look, it certainly isn't about the scoreboard. Uh, well, we want to win, obviously, but the the way we're looking at the moment, mate, is it's building something special here with our playing list um, from the 16s all the way through, and we think we're getting stuff right. Now, today, you're at home against... Uh, now, we've got to say, there's no doubt about this, arch-rivals, Nanagoon at home today. Uh, should be a special day out there. How's the crowd building? Uh, the crowd's very sold at the moment, and um, I imagine Coraline's ground, where you guys are at the moment, is in much better nick than our deck. We, uh, we copped a fair bit of rain overnight, mate. Fair to say the ball is not bouncing here. Not bouncing, understand. So uh, winter has set in, no doubt about that. No. Now, I just want to backtrack a little bit. I, I missed the uh, bunny gun we called a few weeks ago. Brad was here for it. But I understand that it's a bit of a rebuild. What work are you actually doing? Let's go back to the beginning. You've made some decisions and plans about um, rebuilding the footy club and getting things back on track. Can you give us an idea of what some of those decisions were? 
Yeah, so obviously the decisions were to... Um, sorry, I just got distracted. got some kids running around in the room here. It, look, <laughs> we, we, we had to make some decisions about the, the coach and Pesci put his hand up for us to basically grab the reins and rebuild with our young, with our young list. So what we're trying to do is, at every opportunity, um, give our kids a chance to play senior football. We've got a 15-year-old playing the second game again in Sammy Hughes. Um, and I think the average age group is around about 19 years of age for our ones at the moment. Um, we've got a couple of 16s playing playing up in the twos at the moment, uh, my boy included. So I think I think what we're just really trying to do from this year is take a positive out of a negative, um, and, and and just keep building these kids so that in three to five years' time, you know, we've got a senior list that's homegrown or majority homegrown, um, and boys that just want to keep playing with them, you know? Just want to keep playing with their mates. Now, that interview that we had with Ozzy earlier in the year and he said that Lockie Petch knew where he was at. He was just more or less filling in and it give you a year to really go out and look for a coach. And he even said if you found someone mid-season, that could even happen and Lockie would step aside. That's all well and good, but has Lockie got the taste for it now where, you know, eight games in and has he gone, has he put his hand up and said, you know what, no, I wouldn't mind having a go at this. <laughs> I think he may have actually mentioned the opposite, boys. <laughs> he, he, he knows he, he knows where we're at. He knows where he's at. Um, and, and look, the, the term "doing it under sufferance" would be doing him an injustice. He's doing a terrific job, um, and he, I think he's quite happy to to fulfil the role and help build on something. But he wants out as soon as possible. He can concentrate on what he does. Understandable. Uh, no, understandable it might be. How's the hunt for the coach? How's it actually going? Are we uh, at a point where you've got a yeah. short list and you're doing interviews? Or pretty hard to recruit a coach at this time of the year, I would have thought. <laughs> it, it, it's extremely difficult. Most of the good coaches have got jobs, unfortunately. Um, but look, we've got a we've got a coaching selection panel set up. Um, that's myself, Austin, and Bobby Lee Bray. Um, you guys probably know her pretty well. Yeah. So we've got. Yep. We, we've set up the panel. We know what we're searching for in a coach. Um, and we'll be pretty aggressive coming up soon in our approach to trying to recruit for next season. And that'll extend to 18s and 16s as well. We want to pull Coffin on the sides again next year. Now, Noel, I'm not being cheeky here, but Ozzy Jones has uh, had a great coaching career with Gippy Power and Harry, and he's been everywhere, and he's done a really yeah. good job. And he's also just been appointed as the under-18 representative coach, which I just think is absolutely a brilliant appointment. Could there be a stage where Ozzy says, you know what, I wouldn't mind having a go again? I think Austin's biggest problem is he doesn't know how to keep his hands in his pockets. So he's the first person to stick his hand up for any role. He's... He's a tremendous asset to us, but I don't think the senior position is one he's looking for, unfortunately. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Uh, I because suspect be that if he was, you'd have already appointed him. Yes. No. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, you've got a lot of kids about the place. How difficult is it actually going to be to get this under-18 side back up and running? Because it sounds like you've got a lot of the kids in that age bracket uh, aiming at senior footy at the present minute. We do, and, and that's terrific that they've set their sights on a higher grade of football, but We've got a, a very big crop of under-14s coming through the 16s. And our under-16s, I think we have 10 or 12 that go straight to 18s next year. So we've, mm. we've got the makings of half a side ready to go. Um, and, and we think we'll get some of the boys back that left because of the lack of numbers this year. So we're pretty confident that we'll have 18s up and running and 
geez, it'd be the detriment of the football club if we couldn't, mate. And and it'd be on my head, I reckon. <laughs> I um. It's not all doom and gloom, and, and I'm talking senior performances here. I mean, you're going to get a couple of weeks every now and then where you might get a bit of a belting, but that game that we called earlier in the year against Karen Barabina, you, you quite easily could have won that game. You've been in a couple of others, so it's not all doom yeah. and gloom. So you've got some... Dykstra is one that really stood out to me. You've got some great kids. We, we do have some great young kids, or, or men, whatever you want to call them now, mate. Al Dykstra is one of them, um, and... To be really unfair on Al, we probably look at him as a Pied Piper as well in terms of recruiting and retention. He, he's well loved by, you know, on the field with his mates and as much off the field with committee members and, and parents alike. So we hope to build around Al, as unfair as that is on his shoulders, you know. Yeah, and, and Chase Saunders is one that you got from Hill End. Um, and how's he been travelling? Because he come across as a noted goal kicker in that game early in the year that I called. He went well that day. How's he going? Yeah, he's real good. We keep waiting for him to take mark of the year. He, he doesn't mind having a crack at a contest. Um, and I think I think our ability to have small small victories in terms of winning a quarter or, or you know doing something that, that we rate as a victory for us. I think he's been instrumental in in his approach to his football as well as Bunyip's football. His messages to the young kids are solid. You know, stick fat, believe in yourselves, believe in your teammates, that sort of stuff, and and we'll get through. And I think his belief in himself is just shining through for us. He's been a great pickup. Now today, uh, no, I mean no, no, goon. It doesn't get any easier, does it? Because. Uh, last week you had Coralin and they, they, they're up and about at the moment and uh, you get no, no goon today. Uh, so what's the message from Lockie Patch to the kids today? Just to, is, there, is it a, a message of just win a quarter or win your contest? Yeah, for sure. Definitely those small victories will be on his agenda without speaking for him. And I reckon the other one is Nana Guna have been spoilt, mate. They're playing on the MCG type surface. Yes. They come down the road to Bunyip, mate, we're playing in a paddock full of mud. So if we can bring their game down to our level, we stand a chance as much as anyone. <laughs> so how much wrong. water did you actually tip on the ground last night? <laughs> <laughs> I was up very late. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ozzy, you'd know about that. They used to do did it, it at so Well, I don't think it was a half yeah, dozen well. stubby job. Might be Aussie out there. Might be Aussie out there in the gum boots. Uh, no, um, it, it's it's been great to talk to you. I really appreciate you giving us your time on a, what is a busy day, home day, home games for a club president. Um, we just want to take the positives out of those. Like we've got our life members and sponsors day today, so we've got a big crowd. Um, the guest speaker and Stephen Turnerhand, the mayor coming down. So, oh, today there's a lot happening. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's the feeling, and that's why we wanted to talk to you. It's far from yeah. doom and gloom, I think. And it's often been said, they said it to me when they handed me the clubs, the footy club I was president of many, many years ago. You get it right off the field, and what happens on the field in the end takes care of itself. And I feel that about uh, you and your men, and um, it's uh, well set up. And just a quick one, Noel. I mean, I remember back in the 90s, you're in the position, and you come back pretty strong after that. <laughs> you're dead right, and... I think someone reminded me that sometime in the 90s, Bunny was voted the worst club in Victoria. So yes. It, it can turn around quickly, and, and we're hoping that happens to us. Please. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, as, as we say, we really admire what you're doing. You've made some hard decisions, and uh, we really hope that you're able to stay the course. And to all the people that you're helping you and all the people who are enjoying the hospitality in their 
today with Sticks Kernahan and for the rest of the season at the Bunyip Footy Club, we wish you all the very best. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Well, well done. You. Noel Mollison there, the president of the Bunyip Footy Club, and they've got some... Uh, a big year coming up, you'd think, Brad Sinclair, don't you? Uh, wouldn't you agree? They've uh, oh, made the hard decisions. There's going to be some tough results, but in the end, they'll be better for it. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind being out there today because I wouldn't mind having a chat to Sticks after looking at Carlton again last night, just quietly. No, you'd be like Dickie Knee, wouldn't you? Mr. Kernahan, <laughs> Mr. Kernahan. You just don't have the black curly hair anymore. No, I can put the wig on. on Dickie did that. Just use your back hair. Yes. Hey, if you just joined us, Saturdays in Gibson, we don't normally do an interview around about that time of the day. Uh, but we have a today. That was the opportunity we had to speak to Noel, and we wanted to do that. So we thank him for joining us. Plenty going on uh, around the place, though, Brad. Uh, as I say, what? Here, here live today at Coralin Football Club for the uh, SEN track match of the day a little later on this afternoon, where we um, will be calling a live call of the match of the day. It'll be Coralin hosting the Warrigal Industrials. A bit of a do-or-die battle for the Dusties as well, Brad. It certainly is. Uh, Season on the line sort of stuff. Yeah, if, if they uh, get done today, uh, I know it's not what's hot or not yet, but uh, I'd nearly say their season might be over. If they get beat today, it's going to be... I know a lot of people will disagree with it. There's still a lot of games to go, but uh, looking at the draws, it's going to be tough, and I'll go through that a little bit later. Both these clubs today have got a real difficult draw coming home. Warrigal actually face seven of, seven of the 11 games. Seven of them are in the top six, and Coraline face six of the top six mm. in the last 11 games, and Coraline's are up the top end yeah, of that yeah. six, so it's, it's going to be tough. So you're suggesting that it might come down to these two clubs today for that sixth spot? It could be. It, it definitely could be. Mm. It, it's hard to tell. And these two played some, some ripping games of footy over the last few years, none more so than last year. Uh, coming into the semi-final, they, they were one apiece where Coraline won by 40 points in round 11 and then over at Warrigal in round 18, uh, only seven weeks later, Coraline got up by nine points and then into the semi-final, Warrigal knock them off by 15 points and get uh, done on the point system later on. Yeah, so there's a little bit of history and yes. some feeling going into this contest. You feel like there's more than just the four points on the line this afternoon, and that's perhaps why we've chosen it as the SEN Track Match of the Day here on SEN Track. And you pick us up on 91.3 all afternoon, uh, Southwest Gippsland, and of course 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley this afternoon. They'll be, that's uh, Dylan and Rob doing the game between Katani and. Uh, oh, come Nyora. on. Yes. See? Carlton St Kilda. Uh, almost, yeah. Yes, Don't, eight. It's not quite Eddie Head Stadium, that one, though. Tell you what, we've got a guy out here today. Mm. He's kicked 46 goals for the season. Last week, 12. The week before, 6, 6, 7, 6, 6. And in round one, three in he's, Nathan Gardner. He's, he's had a ripping season. He's, he's had a, a shocker in round one, just the three. <laughs> just the three against Turretin, mind you. Yeah. The uh, running premier. He is on his way to kick 100 goals, Nathan Gardner. And he's going to be really difficult to stop. Today is going to be interesting who gets that job. I reckon it might be Wilson McGilvray that might start there. Yeah, I was thinking exactly that. Um, perhaps uh, Tom Commodore, but uh, yeah, he might probably McGilvray. It'd be one of those yep. two you'd imagine that will get that job. We'll find out not long after 2 o'clock this afternoon. Just give you an update on the reserve grade score here. We're uh, 14 and a half minutes into the third quarter. Coraline 4-3-27, trailing 
Warrigal, 5-5-35. That's in the reserves. Looks like a pretty evenly fought-out contest. And conditions look close to perfect on the ground. All that rain overnight, we, uh, we're not seeing much mud. Footy's bouncing well. Uh, no breeze to speak of. The rain's gone. Uh, patchy cloud. I saw a little bit of blue sky earlier, so... Um, we're probably about as lucky as we're going to be with the weather this afternoon, Brad. Yeah, and if it does come in, it'll come in from behind us. And we I'll tell you what we are lucky with here, Wiz, is wind. Since they got rid of the trees because they died from a disease, they yep. had to get them down. And uh, there's been it's, there's no wind break now, and the wind comes through here, and your toes, your fingers, they numb right up. So getting your cars today... Turn the radio to 91.3 FM, or if you've got the app, the SEN app, have a listen to that and just keep nice and warm. Get the heater going in the car and get toasting. I'll tell you what, the canteen here's got some magnificent ham and chicken salad rolls. Yeah, you've been all over it. They're probably sold out now that Brad Sinclair's been here. We won't have a problem with the temperature. They've got a heater in this yes, uh, commentary Scott. van. Thanks to Alex Scott and staff, the uh, mobile commentary box. We're very, very lucky to have them on board. Okay, it's time for us to take a little bit of a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. But still plenty to come. We've got a West Gippsland uh, preview, an Elebank preview. Hot or not, come on, man. There's still plenty to come. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland, and there'll be more coming up. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM, and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland. Sorry, I thought we got disconnected there, but we're still here live at Coralin Football Netball Club for this afternoon's match of the day when they take on the Dusties in West Gippsland. Round 8 action. Saturdays in Gippsland. Ian and Brad, it's time for our West Gippsland preview. Brad. Yes, what a big round. We're coming to round 8, and a lot has happened and over the first seven rounds, and the actual ladder right now is interesting. Inverloch sitting on top undefeated and they have a nice percentage boost of 200% plus a game ahead of Turretin with Phillip Island two points back in third because of that draw earlier in the year with Nana Goon. Coralin sit fourth, Dalston fifth, Nana Goon make up, <coughs> excuse me, make up the sixth. Outside that six, Warrigal with three and four on 112%. So they really need to not only win, but pick up a bit of percent today as they come into uh, the next few weeks they'll have Garfield kill Cunderbass games that they should win but they really need to win this one to set up their season then in a couple of weeks they have Dalson that are travelling alright as well Kilcunda sit 8th Garfield Kuiruff Curranborough and Bunyip make up the ladder the goal kickers in the competition and at this time of the year getting close to the halfway mark uh, Wiz, it's probably a good time to start talking about goal kickers. Nathan Gardner from Coral Inn with his 12 last week is heading the table on 46. He's 20 ahead of uh, Taylor Gibson, which is just an amazing effort when you think about it. But the other thing with Taylor Gibson, he's only played four games. He's on 26 goals, so that's not a bad effort. Then Mason Storr, who we seen last week, it was really good and for the Nanagoon sign. He's having a great, uh, great year. Uh, he goes on into third position, Todd Marnie, Toby Marnie from Inverloch on 20 as well, as as is Blake Carew from Dalston. And then Mason McGarrity comes back into the side today. He's in sixth position on 19. So, so. my question there, interesting, Inverloch on top of the ladder, yet to be beaten. 
Okay. Yep. Kicking winning scores every week. Yet their leading goal kicker only has 20 goals. Shared around, isn't it? Yeah, and they got What's mid- the difference, isn't it? The, yeah, and they've got midfield goal kickers. More midfield goal kickers than anyone else in the competition. Yeah. And, and they rotate right through that area. And they kick goals when they're playing midfield. And I, I just have always said, and you only look at last night, Carlton don't have midfield goal kickers where Melbourne do. And if you've got midfield goal kickers, it takes a bit of pressure off the front half because, and I'll use Carlton as the example, all of a sudden Harry Mackay's struggling a little bit and um, Kerno's struggling a little bit. So they can't be expected all the time. So midfielders have to stand up. Yeah, no, I follow that, but it seems to be that more prevalent at uh, Inblock Conwack than it is at some of the other clubs. Oh, most certainly, most yeah. certainly. And as I say, you share it around and you're in a good position mm. uh, to kick more goals. And Blake Carew with Dalston. I mean, Dalston have got two in the top four. Um, but at the end of the day, Blake Carew's a real small forward that can play midfield and does go into the midfield a little bit too. So do you rate him as a midfield goal kicker? I don't know. Plays most of his uh, game up forward now. But he's oh, kicked on it. Yeah, I think he's dangerous too when he oh, gets into the footy. So I mean, that's certainly what we saw uh, the last time we covered them, that's for sure. Hey, Ryan Spearing's in the twos, I might add. He's out here today with Coraline. He kicked 13 last week. Uh, and James Nicolacci, who's been around at Phillip Island in the twos for a long time, he's a midfielder. He kicked 10. So there's a couple of midfielders kicking some goals in the twos as well in this competition. Well, so. it's uh, not a goal-kicking comp this afternoon. Five, six plays, four, four in the reserves, and we're just in the shadows of three-quarter time here in the reserve grade contest, and the visitors just in front of the Dusties. Other games, Wiz, this weekend? This is the important in part. round Some, eight. Stuff that I want to get to while you've got the ladder in front of you yep. as well. Bunyip take on Nana Goon now. Bunyip sitting 12th, obviously. We just spoke to Noel Mollison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nana Goon sitting 6th, obviously. I'm going for Nana Goon there. Yes, I think so. Although uh, I, my, my concern about them is they seem to surrender goals late in the game on a routine basis. Yep, I don't think that'll be a problem today. Dalston at home to Phillip Island. This will be an absolute ripper. And it'll tell us, I mean, Dalston are a good side and they've improved dramatically. But they've got Phillip Island today, but they've got them at home. If they can win, it's always going to be at that Dalston ground. These two are our drivers. I'm going to go Phillip Island. Well, I'm going to go Dalston. Really? Yep. Yep. And okay. I look, you know, I'm one of Philip Island's biggest fans, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like Dalston have got something to prove, and uh, they need somewhere to prove it. Yeah, yeah, well, they have improved. There's no doubt. And both both sides here have got good goal scoring power. Yeah. Um, so that that'll be interesting. Garfield at home to Turret and Dalmore. I don't think Turret and Dalmore should have much trouble there. Although I do like the kids at Garfield. We had a good look at them last week. Oh, yeah. you're thinking about another. Surprise, are you? No, no, oh. not at all. No, no. We oh. did get the photo, by the way. I, I don't know if you put it up on the socials of me in my speedos at the Bucken Caves. But I did confirm that, that the temperature is a constant 17 degrees in there all year, which was the point <laughs> yes. I made It looked like year. shrinkage, and I've seen the I photo. I did hear Daniel Gibson say that on Channel 7 uh, News the previous week about the Bucken Caves, or the Bukan Caves, as Bukan. you like to call them. Bukan. sitting 8th at home to Karamburra Abina, who was sitting 11th. I like Kilcunderbass there, although don't be surprised if Karamburra Abina don't push them. Well, I think they could, and I reckon uh, uh, there's going to be... That they might. That, that, there could be a bit of a test in this for Killy Bass. And they, they'll see this as one they need to win. Mm-hmm. Certainly uh, three wins, four losses. They want to uh, square the ledger up there. 
Um, and uh, Fermanis at Karamburra, if he's playing. Yeah, he's We're not sure if he is. No. I wonder whether our man, uh, SEN's own Sam Watson, will get to stand uh, Fermanis. Yes, he That'll might. be an interesting project. You think he probably plays a bit deep for Sam, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Sammy might go back there. It'd be interesting to see. He does Good like contest. playing high back, doesn't he? But... He wouldn't have played on uh, Fermanis before. No. He can, he's a very clever, mm. wily old footballer. He is. Uh, and... <clears throat> Excuse me, the 10th place Kui Rupp take on the top placed Inverloch Kongwak, and I don't like that. They're very, very inconsistent Kui Rupp, and I think Inverloch Kongwak will get that job done easily. Oh, no, they'll give him the old short back and sides this afternoon. Uh, the uh, queuing up for that one. This is not the one I see them dropping. Uh, just on the subject of that Inverloch, if they are going to lose a game this season, which one is it? Oh, look, you've got it. Well, the, I'm taking the safe road here. Yeah. I would say Turin and Dalmore and Phillip Island would be the two that could cause them trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fair. And and I couldn't see, um, I couldn't see too many others uh, that would cause them too much trouble. Although, having said that, if Nana Goon, like you said, they do get hit on it late in games. Yep. If Nana Goon can get. 100 minutes of good, solid footy. They've got the side that could do it. There's enough class in that yes. line. No, no That's doubt a about that. powerful forward line. Yeah. No, no, go. Oh, we saw Turret and um, perhaps not at their best that day. They surrendered a big lead to Phillip Island and uh, drew with them that afternoon at Turret. But, you know, at their very best, they might be the ones that could test them as well. And I think in the fixture in the coming weeks, we've got that one penciled in for the SEN track match of the day too. Uh yeah, in round eleven. Round, round eleven over at Turret and Dalmore. We got that one penciled in. That should be a ripping game. Uh, as I said, now I just want to quickly touch on Wiz. As I said, these two sides today in some run home stuff. Warrigal's run home of the sides that are up there in the top six. They got Coral in today. Then round eleven they have Daleston. Round this is a big three weeks for Warrigal. Hmm. Round eleven Daleston. Round twelve Inverloch. And round thirteen Turretin. And then they get Phillip Island two weeks later, Dalston again, and they get Coral in again. They've got a they've tough got a draw. tough run home. Oh, do you reckon they're going to make it? It's, it's too early to tell. Oh, round, I reckon round 14 will know. I know that sounds weird, but I reckon by round 14 we might have a better understanding. Now, Coral in, they have Warrigal today, but they're sitting seventh. Of sides that are in the top six, next week they have Phillip Island, then followed up by Inverloch. Then in round 12, they have Daleston, 13, Nana Goon, round 14, Turidan. And then in round 16, they get Phillip Island again. These are tough run mm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they might be up for the task at the moment. I haven't seen enough out of the Dusties for me to believe that they... Um... Their injuries have really hurt them. Yeah, they have. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But you know, the people they put on the park no, at the moment... Yeah, their best footy probably doesn't measure up with the top flight of this competition. No, the one today that I'm really looking forward to, a couple of weeks ago we call uh, Coraline against Nana Goon. Lockie mm. Peluso gets the job on Burgoyne and does it. Today he'll get McGarrity. That is going to be a super match-up. Yeah, no, I agree. 100% agree with that, no doubt about that. That's been our West Gippsland football and netball competition. Round 8 preview with this afternoon's action, of course. If you can't get down here to Coraline, stick with us here on SEN Track. We'll be calling that as the match of the day. Coraline versus the Warrigal Industrials from 2 p.m. this afternoon. All right, Brad. Now, thanks to Donalda Motors, the home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery, it's time for a little segment we call Hot or Not. Yeah, I like this. I like this. You're going first. All right, I'll go first. We don't have a stinger for that, unfortunately, but Hot or Not. We'll find one eventually. We will. 
All right, so here's my question, just following on from our West Gippsland conversation. If the Dusties lose today, they will miss the finals in 2023. Is that hot or not? It's hot. It's hot. Is it's that a fair call. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I, because of their run home, I'd say they, they need to beat these sides. Yeah, I reckon it's hot, Wiz. I yeah, like that. I, I kind of agree. Twilight night games in local footy are great. Is that hot or not? Not. I'm with you. No, nah, too bloody cold. It's too cold. <laughs> Go it's home. Do them in beer. April. I'm okay with yep, April. Start of the season or the yep. end of the season. But in July, you are fair income kidding yourself. Yeah, do no, not I'm, do it. I'm with you. All right. Oh, my turn. Yeah, it's after me. It usually okay. is. It is. That's how it works. It's hot or not, isn't it? All right. So hot or not, the premiership race in the Gippsland League is as wide open as it's been in years. That's hot. Top three sides. Wiz. Yeah, we'll look it at ain't no good yeah, if you're in the jungle. Yeah, you're in the bloody jungle. Don't worry about that. You go by the top three sides. Lee and Gather, Maui and Tarelgan, all on 24 points. And only percentage, and not a lot of percentage uh, that separate them. One Thaggy in fourth on 20. Any one of those four, and then Sale, Mafra, Bensdale, half a chance. But I reckon that top four, anyone could win it. Now, I'll come back to that later in a minute. But just on that, so I, I never thought I'd say this, but I think I'm on the Maui bandwagon. Of course, last week they yes. broke a is it 34-game yes. winning streak. So they've had a good year so far, Maui. They were, they were crippled by injuries last season, as we know. They missed out in the finals when we thought that they would uh, be up there. This year, a different story. The week before the Lee and Gather game, they broke a 21-year drought. Yes. Yeah. By beating Sale at Sale. Yep. They hadn't won at Sale footy ground for 21 seasons. So they managed to get that done and then they follow up the uh, front up to uh, Lee and Gather the week after and roll the parrots. They are in some kind of form at the present minute. Yeah, no, they certainly are. I reckon that one's uh, going to be an incredible game. Uh, and I'll go as far as I oh, know we're going to go into the next one or not, but I'll go as far as saying that's your grand final is Maui Lee and Gatha. Yeah, too early to call sometimes, I think, but we'll wait and see. We, yeah. uh, we, we certainly will wait and see on right. that one. All right, your turn. Last one. Yep. Hot or not? Yep. Helen should look to move into the Allen Bank District League in 2024. Hot, I reckon. Hot? That's you reckon hot. that's hot? Yeah. Oh. Well, they, they probably want to win a couple of games. Jeez, so I, I reckon. That's going too well. Well, I don't reckon it is, and I'll tell you why. Why? There's only a couple of years ago they were playing off in grand finals and, and COVID killed them. Yeah. They haven't won bad year. Yeah, they've won a game. Yeah. But now people want to move them on. Jeez, no, but I, think, I think it's going to be a product of something bigger, Brad. Yeah. And that'll be the move to divisional football in this region. Oh. oh I think that's going to happen in the end. And I'll oh. tell you why. Because Ooh, it's, the not crowd don't like that. it's not sustainable for local footy clubs to lose by 190 points every week. They'll go broke and shut up shop. Bernie O'Hara just gives you a filthy look. He didn't like it. <laughs> Bernie, not, not a fan. Bernie O'Hara, he's run off like a rabbit too when he's, you called him out. He's young boy. Uh, he's playing in the reserves at the moment with the Dusties. Well, what's and, he have you uh, talking to us for? Uh, he's just having a sniff around. He's like you. He likes to know what's going on, Wizard. Yeah, oh, well. So I'm saying hot and you yes. say not. Yeah, well, well oh, you're the boss. So we'll go with hot. I'm not the boss. You're the boss. Go with hot. Now, I just want to backtrack to the ladders. I said that before. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see what I can see. Oh. Brad Sinclair handwrites all these ladders every week, <laughs> and they're covered up in all yeah, sorts like of coloured, yeah. you know, the highlighter pen at the top want... and different colour highlight pen down <laughs> the, the ladder positions. Do you want to know why? And it's not just what it's the Gippsland League, the Ellen Bank League, yeah. the West Gippsland League. What else you Mid-Gippy? got? Mid Gippy. Mid Gippy. You've it, done them all. Yeah. But... And we're talking 
Wins, losses, points, percentage, yeah. everything. Well, have you got you, nothing to do? No, I have, but I've got Alzheimer's. Is your TV broken? I've got Alzheimer's. <laughs> and if I don't have these coloured-coded things, Mate. I, I get lost a little bit. But I, this is not... I do a couple of shows during the week on, on these competitions, Wiz, and I've got to keep up with it. And if I haven't got it penned like that, I'm in trouble. Well, I hope our listeners can feel a little bit sorry for me. This is the guy that I've got to work with. Here on Saturdays in Gippsland. It's time for us to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. That was hot or not for Donalda Motors. Your official Mitsubishi attractor dealer in Gippsland is Donalda Motors in Mafra and Bairnsdale. Hot or not, we appreciate their support. We're going to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland and we'll be back with our uh, Allenbank football preview and another segment called Come On Man. Still plenty to come in Saturdays in Gippsland. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a moment. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed. And we're live at Coralin Football Ground for this afternoon's SEN Track Match of the Day. Coralin against Warrigal Football Clubs. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Brad through until 2 o'clock today. Uh, Brad, it's time for our Ellenbanger District Football League preview for this weekend's action. Yes, Wizard, and there's some big games coming up in round nine of Ellenbank. And uh, we've got Lang Lang at home in that wonderful stadium against Ellenbank, who are just taking that competition by storm at the moment. Ellenbank, big surprises. Yeah, Tigers are struggling too. I've got a feeling the Eagles are going to pull their pants down today. Yeah, Ellenbank for mine, no doubt. Trafalgar. You've got the feeling the Tigers will pull the pants no, down of Ellenbank. I said the Eagles will pull the Tigers' pants down. Oh, thank God for well, that. Gee, I had chest pain for a second. Jeez, there, I was gonna, there was going to be a challenge on. <laughs> he was on to me. There was going to be a challenge. You were going Damn. back to the Buck and Caves. He that? sleeps through nothing, this man. Trafalgar sitting fourth, take on Long Warrior eighth. I reckon the uh, Bloods, Trafalgar, will get that done. Yeah, yeah. Went past there on the way down after golf today and... Uh, a uh, big crowd in for that one. So. Oh, we've got to talk about golf later, too. <laughs> there probably won't be time. Oh, yes, there will be. It might be in Come On Man, just quietly. Oh. Neil Madanum sitting 11th, yet to open their account. Uh, at home to Poowong, sitting 5th, who have improved dramatically. And I reckon this could be the side that sneaks into this top five this year. The Magpies, mm, they'll okay. win today. All right. So, yes, yeah, so you imagine the Pies would win that one. Katani, which is, this is the big SEN call out there with Rob Goodwin and Dylan Beaumont. Katani sitting 10th at home to Niora, sitting 7th. I like the Saints, Niora there. Yeah, Saints will win that one pretty easily, I think. And Yarrigan sitting 6th uh, at home to Neerham South, who are sitting 3rd. And they're back on their merry way now. Whilst they're three games shy of top spot near them south, they're still 80% ahead of anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever happened early in the season, they dropped that first one at Bullen and dropped another one they shouldn't have. But anybody who faces them now has to follow the tr- uh, swallow the truth serum. They are playing some very, very good footy and they're going to sort Yarrigan out today. And in the top side, Bullen, Bullen, have the bye-bye. They have Bull- the bye-bye. Bullen, Bullen. Have the the bye bye. Bye. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so, the nice earned rest, well earned rest. They're uh, eight and zip sitting on top, percentage of 206. Right now, Poo of the surprise package, first season coach Rodney Gundrill is doing an absolute mighty job there because they lost some good players. Well, they have lost a few. They, they, some kids. So, they made the elimination final last season. 
Yeah, but they lost a lot of players. Yeah, yeah. And so he's playing some kids, right? Yes. Yeah. They weren't expected to finish top five. And I know it's only mid-season. We're mm. coming into round nine today. But they'll get the win today over Neil Madarnham. I don't know, mate. You've got Cunningham in the ruck, who's as good as any ruckman in that competition. And they've got Katani next week. The best the best midfielder in the competition, Hazen Donk. Yeah. Um, got some good, a couple of good key defenders, Robertson and uh, Logan. That's no key forward. They lost, yeah, they lost Harms. Yeah. Went back to Devon Meadows. But their kids, they lost the, the coach's brother on the wing. Yep. Very good player. Yeah. They lost some good players. And, and the, when I spoke to Poo Wong at the start of the year, they were expecting this just to be a development year. It's a new coach, so they've got to take time to get his game plan. Mm. And by no way did they think by round eight they'd be sitting inside the top five. I reckon he's done a super job yeah, by the Gundry. He has. He has. And what are they, round eight or round nine? In round nine today. Round nine, Ellerbank. So we're getting towards the middle of that season, and um, that's uh, that's a good place for him to be. I'll say Yarragut have improved as well to be just outside in sixth place there as well. So... Pu Wong could be, after playing, they play Neil Madanam today, Katani next week. In the next fortnight, they could be in third position. Mm. That is incredible. No, it is true. But I'll tell you what hasn't changed in that comp. There's the three, three teams that are ahead of the rest. Yes, yeah. They, they, it's almost like Division 1 and Division 2. Yeah, spot on. And the one the one from last year that's dropped a bit is Trafalgar, isn't it? Out of those? Yeah, a little bit. They just don't have the, the potency up forward yeah. to score quite like the others do. But Nero, Mellonbank and Bullen are so far ahead of the others. You called a f- bit of that footy earlier in the season, isn't yep. it? And I know Nearham South took a while to get going. Are they still a side to watch, even though Bullen's on top undefeated? Oh, Bullen are, oh, they're Bullen are undefeated. They've done nothing wrong. So you have to say they're favourites. But I, I've got to tell you, I like Ellenbank the way they go about it too. Yes. There's a bit yes. of X factor in that side. So and I don't know if they were expected to go so well this year just quite. Who, Ellenbank? Yeah. Mm. I'm not top two. I don't know if well, they were. They lost again. It's very transitional, yeah, this footy. You course. lose players, you pick up a couple. Yeah. Um, but these clubs, particularly out in that league, it's hard to have kids and develop. You've got to get them in from out, outside, and that's yeah. people don't like hearing it, but it's the bloody it's the facts of that area. Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm so buoyant about what Poo Wong are doing. Yeah, I think that's great. No, I agree. And if you want to catch up with that one too, at two o'clock this afternoon on SEN Track, that's ninety one point nine SEN Latrobe Valley. It'll be uh, Rob and Dylan calling the Katani versus Nyora game this afternoon from Katani Footy Club, assuming they could get their machine connected and get a signal out there. Brad. Oh, we had a hard time last year out there, didn't we? Well, we please? didn't get Saturdays in Gippsland to air from out there. That's how bad. You think, you put a man on the moon, you can't make a phone call from Katani. You can't get a, a 4G or a 3G connection out there. No. Oh, no. And, and, and yeah, I've been to Vietnam. I think I've said this a hundred times. And the internet out in Vietnam, a third world country, is better than here in Australia. That's bizarre. Well, it's certainly better than what you can get in Katani. So good luck to our boys this afternoon. And just on that 91.3 SEN track, Southwest Gippsland, that's uh, us this afternoon in our match of the day, Brad. That'll be Coralin against Warrigal Industries. Also, this is live on the SEN app and at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up with every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcasts, Brad. Yes, and uh, I had a listen uh, during the week to um, a bit of your stuff. and a bit of a, my stuff? Yeah, a bit of your stuff in this week's show last week because I just wanted to check that you, what you said was correct, and it was correct, that you would go up to the Buck and Gaze 
um, if Bucken won. Yeah. And I don't think you did your research or your homework because right. they were playing the Swampies who were, who were sitting um, near the bottom, mm. or all bottom. Yeah. And Bucken were up there. And Bucken were always going to win that. I think you just wanted to get the budgie smugglers on and <laughs> get out there amongst the people. No, I'm a, I'm a boardies man as a rule, <laughs> I must say. Uh, especially in the cold conditions there. But it was more the <laughs> point I was making about the Bucken Caves. It's 17 degrees in there all year round. I it learned is. that from the Channel 7 weatherman. Now, that was all because of Jordan Lewis playing there. We were talking about that. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think uh, Josh Kennedy might be playing today. Oh, I, reckon he, I reckon he might be playing today. Just pad the for a second. I've got Hawk that written down Swan. here. Here we go. So, today, uh, yeah, is it today? Josh Kennedy's playing for Murrabit today. Murrabit. Yeah. Blue and white. They wear the royal blue and white Murrabit. Yeah, and Bernie Vince still to come for Maryborough Rovers. And then... We get Nathan Buckley playing for Neil McDonough in about a month's time. And while we're on Allen Bank too, Gordon Peck from Catani will tell a unique story when he and three of his 1953 Premiership teammates gather. Have a listen to this. Yeah. They gather for a 70-year reunion at Catani's grand final victory over Packenham at Taplins Road today. That is unbelievable. Uh, that would be why the, our boys received a bit of a note to, to broadcast from the opposite side of the ground because they thought it might get a bit rowdy in the social club at Katani. Well, I don't know if it will get too rowdy because Gordon's 90 <laughs> and he was a 19-year-old cattle farmer yeah. just trying to make a shilling on grand final day in 1953 when the call came through, Peck's town of Katani needed him to play. Wow. What a story. That'd be a great final. day out there today. You listen to Saturdays at Gibson with Brad Nguyen here till... Uh, two o'clock this afternoon, then our match of the day, Coraline against Warrigal. Just before we go, it's time for our favourite segment for the week, Brad. Something we like to call, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, you go, you oh, lead the right, way, Wizard. Come on, man. Okay, the first one. Now, I'm going to follow up on this a little later on, but I'm going to concentrate on this one. <laughs> the Latrobe Valley Express reporter and photographer Zoe Askew made a comment about the standard of umpiring uh, in the uh, soccer competition uh, oh. in a recent article in the paper. She was doing her job. Oh, yeah. She made a, converse, a comment there that the sales supporters weren't happy with the umpiring. In the soccer. With the decisions, right? Yeah. So it's worth noting that she is also a player in this competition. Oh, now there's a conflict of interest. As a result, her comments made as a reporter, Zoe has been suspended from playing and fined $600. (laughs) Wow. Come on, man. Come on, man. Now, I can see, we're actually, uh, I'm going to tee up an interview next week. We're going to talk to... Zoe? No, uh, I don't think Zoe wants to talk about it. We'll talk about the editor at Latrobe Valley Express, Liam Durkin, hopefully, even if we get it during the week, to talk about this, because that is profoundly unfair. Yes. She's doing her job, and she didn't say it was bad. She said the spectators weren't happy with some decisions, and they have suspended her from playing and fined her $600. The officials in the Latrobe Valley Soccer Association need to rip their heads out of their rectums, I'm afraid, and I'm going to make sure they do. Mm. Yes, well, it'll be good to get Liam on and to talk about that, because... We would have got Liam today, except he's playing in the twos for Maui today. Oh, is he? Yeah. Now, it did happen to me a few years ago, coaching in Cairns. I was doing a footy show on radio and a live stream footy show, Mm. and I had a few things to say about the competition. Yep. I got a letter from AFL Cairns' legal department. Yep. So... To pull up. A letter from legal department to pull up. Legal department to pull up. Um, This is different. This is a reporter in the newspaper who wrote the words... 
the supporters at Sale were unhappy with the decisions. Why is that different? Oh, because I said it on air. Well, no, she said the other supporters weren't happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. She's doing her so, job. So it's not her point of view. It's no. So if she's at Baker's Delight yeah. and she sold me um, a pizza roll, yeah. she's doing her job, which she gets suspended no, but for that. Did, did she use journalistic licence? Is there more to it? Was she unhappy? Her really job is unhappy. to report on what happened but, and what she saw. But was she really unhappy? And she's saying... But that's... that's other people were unhappy. So... Journalistic licence. No. So no? that's the short people in the office at Latrobe Valley Soccer Association. <laughs> well, we, we're get short people that's... who think like that. $600. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, when I'm done with this one, she'll be getting that money back. Yep. They are a pack of crooks. Well, that's you know I'm what saying. I think? I think you should actually donate that 600 That would be a real good... Come on, man. Hey, <laughs> that a... would be a come on, man. <laughs> a player in the Southern Football Netball League... Oh, here we go. ...has just been given a life ban for swearing. Now, albeit... He got the 16-week total of multiple suspensions, and that's what happens. Once yeah. you get to 16, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. So I, I get that. But he's been given 16 weeks, and he's, he's been deregistered. He cannot play. But in the same league, a player was recently hit, some saying King hit, mm. and that player that was the perpetrator is still playing. The victim of that assault actually died for several minutes and is lucky to be alive. The club in question had a lock gate and a non-working defib and face no sanction or fine. But you go and swear and you're never playing footy again. Well, it just shows you... Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, you're right. I'll just throw in there too. The Pelicans at the Southern Football League (laughs) apparently threatened the other players involved with suspension if they spoke to the media about that. I did hear that too. I'll tell you, that's, talking about Pelicans. That's uh, Someone need to hold their, hold their head under the water for a little while as well. You used to be on the board there. It's yeah. gone, gone downhill Someone's going to have to hold their heads under the water. They are fair income crooks down there. All right. <laughs> Speaking of fair income crooks, here we go. You've got to concentrate for this one. Oh. This one got up my nose this week. I'll take notes. Journalist Caroline Wilson. Oh, no. Went with the story that the Carlton players Patrick Cripps and Sam Doherty stayed in a boutique hotel, a different location to the team, while they were in Sydney last week. It turns out that the team left, after the team left for Melbourne, Cripps and Doherty stayed, they had two days off, and met up with their families at this boutique hotel, but they definitely did not stay away from the rest of the team whilst in Sydney. Wilson pretty clearly went with the story to highlight a division amongst the playing group, trying to tip some fuel on the fire. Well, it's pretty clear... She didn't properly check her facts, Journalism 101, on that story. She got the information and didn't double-check it. And she reportedly phoned Cripps, but did not make a public on-air apology. The Nine Network apologised on her behalf. Come on, man! Come on, man! OK, I'm no, gonna, She I'm, didn't make the apology herself. I'm going to defend her in some small way. Indefensible. Here. Well, it is, that side of it, but I think there will be a public apology from her... <laughs> On the show that she said at Footy Classified on Monday night. Mm. A personal apology. Well, I won't be watching that show because I'd rather rearrange my sock drawer, frankly. Our boss works on that show. Oh, then I'm watching it. Yeah, I yeah. Love it. It's my favourite show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's my favourite show. Might be your last day of work today, Liz. <laughs> um, I, I watched it and mm. I heard her say it. And I know I'm going to cop a fair bit of whack here, though, Wiz. Yeah. When she first said it, mm. I seen it as... It was the Saturday night that they spent the time in Paddington Boutique Hotel. I did see it, but then when pushed, I think she got set up by a couple of other people on that panel just quietly, and she went with it. But yeah, she's made a mistake. She's apologised. Channel 9 have apologised. No, 
She well, hasn't. She will Monday night. I've got no doubt. Oh, then again, I could be completely wrong. She might have her back up and say, well, that's the information I got. I don't know. Where did Channel, Channel 9 apologise on her behalf? Age journalist. Yes. They call her the age journalist. Anyway, yeah, that be I like that. that. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Hey, anyway. I've got one more. Right, are you going to be quick? Come on, man. Golfers that carry on like school kids and Come swear on, and throw their clubs. We pick on, your game man. up. That's not good enough. No, Come no, I'll suspend on, myself man. for one week. That was Come On Man. This has been Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks for joining us. Coming up, the match of the day. Coraline against Warragul Industrials.